1: On this Wednesday morning, the 30th morning of the month of January in the year of our Lord 2019. Look, we all know that the lead news story of the day is the cold weather, right? It's the polar vortex. It's going to be 10 below in temperatures. It's going to be 30 or 40 below when the wind chill is considered and so on and so forth. I figured this might be a great opportunity to trigger some liberals. Can I do this before we get to our next guest? Let's trigger some, uh, some liberals. Okay. What the weather forecasters are really saying about today is what? They're saying this.
2: I really can't
1: but stay. But
3: baby
4: it's cold. Yes.
3: I've got to go but away. But
1: baby it's cold. It really really is.
2: This evening is been
1: open at you.
2: So there in very nice. I
1: hold your hand Can you just hear just liberal like b- brains exploding will beautiful what's your
3: heart
1: They thought they got rid of this when Christmas season ended oh,
3: Really I'd better
1: steer They didn't realize it's still cold outside
3: a, Half a drink records the
1: records The
3: neighbors might think
1: Maybe it's bad Yet yeah, it is
3: What's in this
1: drink? No nope, no mail either. I
3: wish I knew Your eyes
1: are like starlight now. To
3: break the spell.
1: Newspapers off. even being delivered in this uh, brutal cold. I to
3: say no, no, mind no, if so. I
1: no. trash pickup.
3: At I'm going to say that I tried. What's
1: the sense of Stores closed.
4: They Baby, don't hold up oh, but it's cold
2: Well,
1: there's your weather report uh, for this uh, 30th morning of January in the year of our Lord, 2019. Baby, it is very, very cold outside. Sorry, liberals, just kind of had to do it. I want to pivot away from our conversation on the horrific bill being proposed by Virginia Democrat Delegates to be able to kill babies as the mother's uh, mother's uh, cervix is opening and dilating and she's about to give birth. Uh, We'll come back to that later. I want to talk about a different kind of uh, brutality and different kind of horror, different kind of uh, uh, life-threatening situation as I bring Ryan Morrow back to our program. Ryan, of course, is the National Security Analyst for the Clarion Project. He is also the Director, or excuse me, Chairman of the Clarion Intelligence Network, and he joins us now on a host of different issues here on AM 1420, The Answer, and if this button will ever push her, I'll bring him on of the radio. There it is. Ryan Moore, can you hear me, sir? I can hear you. Good to talk to you again, Ryan. Thanks very much. It's been a couple of weeks, and I know you've been very, very busy. Got a lot of ground to cover with you with respect to national security, uh, even though some folks may not understand the threat to our country by what's going on in the Middle East as it pertains to um, Iran and Turkey. Now, I saw an interview that you did about this, and uh, you're asking the question, and it's on your Twitter feed as well, uh, whether or not Iran and Turkey. Uh, and by the way, Iran, we should point out a little bit of a sidebar here uh for those who uh continued to defend barack obama giving 150 billion dollars to iran as part of sanctions relief uh as uh part of that nuclear deal that we had uh uh, uh that we had struck with them iran just executed a gay man uh, publicly they hung him uh 2 days ago for being gay Uh, just to let you know, this is the advanced nation that people want to continue to support. That's the minimal, by the way, minimum amount of, uh, description of the terror and the, uh, and the death that they, they bring and they try to spread not only within Iran but around the, around the globe. But I just thought I'd throw that out there. Uh, Ryan, you're asking and discussing whether or not Iran and Turkey with Erdogan are using the Muslim Brotherhood uh, uh, and planning to carve up the Muslim world among themselves. Bring that home, as I always ask you to do, to us. If that is the case, how does that affect Americans?
5: Sure. Well, first of all, just, just so people understand about uh, how the execution of gays or apostates from Islam or, or, or anyone like that goes in the Middle East, whether it's Pakistan or Iran, um, it, All you really need to do is make the accusation against someone that you don't like. Uh, You don't really need much evidence. So when you hear about a homosexual being killed, maybe he was. I'm not familiar with what evidence or if he was openly saying he was gay or not. Uh, It it doesn't really matter. I think
1: think he was accused of a gay sex act, actually. They're saying that he committed the the crime of, of gay sex. Um, and I don't want to get graphic here, obviously, but I think that's what I had read uh, was the reason for the uh, for the uh, uh, execution.
6: Okay, well, reg-
5: regardless, uh, and you'll see stories of this on social media, it's like a common thing to go to the authorities and, and accuse someone of being gay, saying something anti-Islam, doing something that violates Sharia law because they know it so uh, triggers the It's like it's Salem, isn't it, right? Radical- Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, I'm sorry, Ryan. Yeah, I was—I was just uh, adding to what you were just saying. It's kind of like Salem. All you had to do was accuse someone of being a witch, and they're going to burn them, or they're going to drown them, they're yeah. going to execute them. That's—that's that's pretty much what modern-day Islam is in those nations.
5: Yeah, right. And and the fact that you did not see, as far as I'm aware, I don't see any reports of any protests or even a newspaper column in the Muslim world bringing attention to this. That's very discouraging. On social media, I'm sure you'd see Iranians, who are very encouraged by what's going on in Venezuela, by the way, um, would probably be outraged. But you're seeing a lot of solidarity between Iranians and Venezuelans right now, uh, because they're both challenging their governments at the same time. That's the hope. Now, here's the danger that I talked about and you alluded to, uh, which is that the silver lining of the civil war in Syria, um, it was the fact that it caused the Sunni and Shiite radicals, who sometimes killed each other and sometimes cooperated, to lean more in the direction of killing each other. And indeed, hate I think the hatred that increased of each other due to that is going to stick with us probably for a few generations. That being said, it's state governments that are responsible for terrorist groups surviving, even for the ideology of radical Islam surviving. And so it comes down to what is decided by countries like Iran and Turkey, and so when you see the leaders of these two countries that have said horrible things about each other, sponsor terrorism against each other, meeting together, and especially meeting with Putin as their, as their geopolitical ally of, of Russia, it's very disturbing to me, because I've always thought, and there's, always, there's actually been a movement since the early 1990s in this direction that that gains traction, but but then stalls. But I've always thought, look, if you're a Sunni radical that wants to wipe out the Shia, you know where the Shia populations are. you're not really, there, there isn't a lot of a ton of mixture, and you know you're not going to conquer those areas. The same go for the Shia and the Sunni. So what do you? What happens when extremists get exhausted from killing each other on each side and say, look, let's just recognize the demographic realities. The Sunnis are not going to take over Iran. Iran's not going to take over Sunni Turkey or or a country like that and just carve up the region, carve up the entire Muslim world so that all the Shia are under the umbrella of Iran and all the Sunnis, or as many Sunnis as possible, are under the umbrella of Turkey and the Muslim Brotherhood. And that, I think, is the backstory driving almost everything you see in the Middle East, but especially Syria, that's not getting much attention beyond headlines focusing on whether we have troops there or not. But if you pay attention to the meetings that are happening, and the things that these countries are, the countries' leaders are saying about each other following those meetings, it looks like that's the direction we're headed in, a pro-Russian bloc. Consisting of Iran and Turkey, and then the smaller countries that report to them, like the Assad regime and Qatar, Hezbollah, and and it's very dangerous. I hope we have a contingency plan.
1: Ryan Morrow is my guest, the chairman of the Clarion Intelligence Network. He is also the national security analyst and the shillman Fellow at the Clarion Project online at clarionproject.org. Ryan, let me pivot to a um, uh, situation that has been developing here in the United States uh, as it pertains to radical Islam, jihadists, and so on and so forth. You have long been doing a lot of great work and publishing and broadcasting uh, the dangers of the organization Jamaat al-Fukra, also known as the Muslims of America, and a particular um, uh, locale, if you will, that is uh, called Islamburg, a small community uh... near the pennsylvania new york state line you've been talking about the dangers of these individuals uh... for a long time and because of that you are now being blamed along with others for something that happened earlier this month apparently uh... uh, three men uh, uh, young men, 18, 19, 20 year olds, and a 16 year old were arrested and charged with plotting an attack on Islamburg, which is populated by around 200 Muslim Americans. Again, loyalists of Jamaat al fukra uh, and the, uh, the, um, uh, Muslims of America organization. I'm gonna give you a chance to respond to that. First of all, what was this threat? Uh, How serious was this threat to your understanding? And then, second of all, uh, I'd like to get your response to those who say that you and others have stoked right wing extremist fears of that community and thus these actions.
5: Yeah, so whenever there's a terrorist plot, and that's what this is, I mean, these are four white supremacists. Terrorists, uh, with a mixture of ideologies, and there's no evidence at this point that they even knew much about Islam beyond that's a collection of black Muslims, and that's a demographic that they wanted to kill and hopefully incite a nationwide revolution uh, against the United States government as well. Um, and somehow I'm getting blamed for this because, uh, there are local police and there are Ideologically motivated news outlets that say everything all, all uh, related to the concern about Islamberg, the headquarters of Jamaat al fukra in the United States, and its 22 communes across the United States, is all made up. Like not just wrong, but made up. The, the, that's how it's being reported in every single media outlet that reported on this very big story, um, and so it ended up being ideologically a big help for Islamberg and and the FUCA group, despite the fact that not that long ago their website was promoting anti-Jewish websites that were based on Holocaust denial. I mean, these guys get a totally clean slate. And so, for me, I think the true story here is the escalating war of the extremes. And I've urged the right not to dismiss what... What some liberals are saying when they say, look, the threat from white supremacists and these people that think this way is increasing because the intelligence I'm seeing, the stuff that I don't publish, I'm seeing that. I am definitely seeing that. So that threat's increasing. Um, And so these four individuals who follow that ideology plot to attack Islamberg, Islamberg looks innocent, gets the best publicity that they've had in a while, and then... I get blamed as the radicalizer of these guys who had an ideology that reflects nothing that I believe in. It's 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 just because the target So Ryan,
1: how do we hard. um how do we how do we continue to sound the alarm? about radical groups, Islamic groups in America, that are that are a, a aligned with and tied to uh, sometimes foreign terrorist organizations without then being accused, as you say, of promoting right-wing extreme. And, and I, I don't even like the idea, by the way, that these white supremacists are right-wing extremists because white supremacism or white supremacy, let's use the right word here, white supremacy or a belief in white supremacy uh, is not part of the right-wing uh, uh, ideology at all. Uh, I it, agree. It, is, it is, it is, it is, it is a misnomer, it is a mischaracterization, but that's what they do. That's what the Southern Law, uh, Poverty Law Center has done to you. They've declared you right-wing, right-wing extremist, white supremacist, yada yada. And and so how do we do it? How do we, how do we continue to shine a spotlight on things that need to be known in this country, as you and the Clarion Project, project have been doing, um, while not being you know associated with those who commit these terrible acts or plot these terrible acts uh, against Muslims uh, uh, from, from positions that are completely foreign to, uh, and unknown rather, not foreign, but unknown to you and, and me and others who are trying to do it the right way?
5: I think it's just going to be up to citizens. You <laughs>
1: 1028, the Bob France Authority continues with TJ in Cleveland. TJ, go ahead.
6: Yeah, you know, Bob, early in our show, you said, Does anybody see a correlation between the Nazis and the progressives? And I do. You know, in Nazi Germany, what they did, they tried to desensitize the public. And they did, effectively. Where the public started to accept the murder in these death camps, uh, the murder of re- uh, retarded people, the murder of the old. And the progressives are doing the same thing here, they're trying to desensitize the public. And starting with the babies is just the first step. And like your one caller says, you know, what's old people next? You know, that they're a drag on the state, to have to be euthanized. Uh, Retarded children, autistic people, are they, you know, in line for this? This is what they're doing, and there's a direct correlation. And one other thing that always bugged me, like you were saying with the fetus in an accident charged as a double, you know, homicide. Yeah. I wonder about the seatbelt law. Why, if I have the right to my own body, does the government force me or other people to wear a seatbelt?
1: they are not, they're, they're, not you know, that, ourselves. Excuse me. Yeah, you're, you're right, TJ. That's, uh, that's one of a number of things that um, the government does, essentially telling you you can and cannot do to your own body or risk you can or cannot take to your own body. Uh, that, that is a bit of a double standard, because then you talk about a woman's uh, right to her own body and whether or not she can kill the child living within it. And, of course, the reality of the situation, is we go back to the discussion from hour number one, as we talk about that horrific virginia uh uh bill to to uh, legalize uh, abortions all the way up to literally the moment of birth uh as the as the mother is dilating Uh, it's not your body, ma'am, that we're talking about here. We're not trying to tell you anything about your body. We are worried about the body that you are about to destroy and have dismembered. Worry about the body uh, of the child that is living within you and surviving within you. Uh, That child has rights, too. Just as you do, so does that child. And you know what? If somebody killed you, we would throw them in prison for the rest of their lives because your life is worth defending. So is your baby's. 10.30, we're back after this on AM 1420, The Amps.
0: There are two sides to every story. There's the mainstream media side, and then there's the truth. You are experiencing the truth. The Bob France Authority on AM 1420,
1: The Answer. 1036 now, the Bob France Authority continues on AM 1420. The answer, uh, had a little fun triggering the liberals with, uh, <laughs> um, with uh, Baby, It's Cold Outside, I'm, I'm all over Twitter on it now, too. I'm just spreading this as far and wide. If you're looking for a weather report in Cleveland, Ohio, if you're looking for a weather report in Northeast Ohio, if you're looking for a weather report in most of the Midwest, just play Baby, It's Cold Outside. Come on, radio stations. Join me everywhere and just let everybody hear it. They thought they were safe once the Christmas season ended. Uh, not so much. And by the way, I mean, what other option do you have? Seriously. It's either play Baby, It's Cold Outside to commemorate this uh, this polar vortex, or, sorry about that, we got some kind of a glitch here. Um, it's either play Baby, It's Cold Outside, or uh, you end up playing Vanilla Ice. <laughs> and I don't want anybody playing Ice Ice Baby right now. All right, phone lines are open at 216 Triple eight two eight one eleven ten. We'll get you here as well. Follow me on Twitter and Facebook at France Radio F R A N T Z Radio, all one word, no spaces, no underscores. And you may also uh, f- uh, f- find me at Radio Done Right, same handle, or it's a uh, same account. I should say with different handles, Radio Done Right or France Radio on Twitter and on Facebook. A lot of good responses, by the way, there uh, on that today. I've been talking about the abortion uh, bill in uh, the state of Virginia and this. Horrific, And there really is no other way to describe it. This horrific proposal by a Democrat uh, Virginia delegate named Kathy Tran. And she was questioned by a uh, conservative, a, a Republican Virginia delegate, about her bill that would allow abortions to be uh, to happen all the way up until literally the moment of birth. Let me say that again. Not the date of, the moment of birth. And this was brought up by the question, questioning of Majority Leader in the Virginia House of Delegates, Todd Gilbert, Republican Todd Gilbert, talking to Democrat Kathy Tran about her bill. I played this in the first hour. If you missed it, you're going to want to hear it right now. If you already heard it, I know it's hard, but listen to it again. The awkwardness, the silence, the pausing, the stammering, because she doesn't want to have to acknowledge out loud what she was so eager to put into a bill by way of her keyboard. Please listen.
4: So how late in the third trimester would you be able to, to do that?
1: You know, I'm, it's
3: very unfortunate that our, our physicians, uh, our witnesses were not able to attend today to speak
1: specifically. No, to I'm talk- in other words, don't make me say it. I wish I had witnesses here who could say it. I don't want to say it.
4: Talking about your bill. How, yeah, how, but late, I mean- how late in the third trimester could a, a physician perform an abortion if he indicated it would impair the mental health of the of the woman?
3: Or physical health.
4: Okay, Okay. I'm, I'm um, talking about the mental health.
3: So, I mean, through the third trimester. The third trimester goes all the way up to 40 weeks.
4: Okay, but to the end of the third trimester.
3: Yep, I don't think we have a limit in the bill.
4: So, um, where it's obvious that a woman is about to give birth. She has physical signs of, of, that she is about to give a birth. Would that still be a point at which she could request an abortion if she was so certified? She's dilating.
3: Uh, Mr. Chairman, that would be a you know a decision that the doctor, the physician, and the woman. would I understand would make that. At that. I'm point. asking
4: if your bill allows that.
3: My bill would allow that. Yes.
1: I mean, you can hear. The fear, like I said in the first hour of the show, you can hear the fear in her voice. She doesn't want to have to say it out loud. He's making her say it out loud. A woman is dilating. She's about to give birth. The baby is on the way. If she decides at that moment in time, I don't want to do this, I can't handle it, the abortionist can say, there it is, mental health of the mother now in question, let's kill this baby oh, I'm sorry, let's discard this medical waste. That's what they're trying to allow in the state of Virginia, which, of course, follows what was allowed uh, as of last week when the state of uh, New York, with the signature of Governor Cuomo, um, allowed the very same thing. This is the affirmation of Kermit Gosnell's work. He said it, and I'll repeat this from the first hour also, because you need to hear it. He said, after his conviction in 2013... I continue to feel optimistic of the eventual outcome, the vindication of what I've done, why I've done it, and how it will become accepted within my lifetime. Kermit Gosnell, who's serving life in prison for killing babies, was right. Everything he was convicted of is now legal in New York and is moving to other states like Virginia. So we've been talking about that. If you want to get into that, dial 216 I do have some other stories I would like to do in the next 20 minutes if we have time to do that. First, we'll go back to the phones, and it's going to be Pete, who is in North Royalton, up next. Hi, Pete, you're on the air. Go ahead.
6: God bless you, Mr. Friends. You, uh Your show is, uh, is truth, and that's good. All I can say as a Christian, uh, Bob, is is in the day of judgment when the Lord God Christ is judging everybody, I pray that he gives the same mercy to them that they're giving to the babies.
1: That's uh that's strong, and I don't disagree one iota. I've been tweeting all day about this that there is a special place on hell in hell that I think awaits these people. Uh, and and that's not for me to say though. I I would say this though, Pete. Um, and I talked about this in the first hour too. You're right to question this and to to condemn this from a position of faith and talking about the Lord our God, uh, and and how he wants us to protect life. Our churches tell us to protect life, but I hope we don't limit it to just faith. There is a part Part of this that I think humanity has to, uh, you know, has to speak out on. Forget about faith. You can't. We can't rely on just the Bible or just God to be, to be, you know, to see that uh, murdering babies at the time they're being born is something that should not happen. I hope even atheists, is my point here, have some kind of a moral center or a moral code that would tell them we cannot do this.
6: Exactly, Bob. And also, you see people going to jail for for, for abusing animals, dogs, and cats. But yet they're killing babies as if they're, like the actress in England, uh, Wednesday. she said that they were human waste. Discard them as human waste. In the name of God, I I don't understand people's logic. I don't know where the country's going. And it really scares me. I I just, it's disgusting. That's all I have to say, Bob.
1: It scares me too, my friend. Pete, I I completely agree. Thank you for your call uh, and for your passion. It scares me too. Uh, To your point about animals, there's uh, a... There's a uh, meme, a little uh, editorial cartoon that has been posted a few different times um, and and that I posted, and I don't have it in front of me at the moment. Um, But it's a a little cartoon drawing of a kitten and a puppy looking at a little baby on the ground and saying, and again, I'm paraphrasing it because I don't have it in front of me, but uh, uh, saying, you mean you don't have one of these for you? And the sign above their head was humane society. Oh, I found it. I found it. Look at that. Look at that. Just by the, by the stroke of luck, uh, or a stroke of luck, I just found it. The puppy is looking at the baby and saying, You mean you don't have a humane society that protects you? And then the little kitten says, How sick. And how true that is. We have humane societies that tell us you can't kill innocent animals. You can't torture and murder animals. That's a crime. But we can do it to babies. How sick indeed. Um, Nancy in Cleveland uh, on AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks for joining us. Nancy, go right ahead.
3: I guess Casnell was right when he said he was ahead of his time. But until the Christians start acting like the Democratic Party and those liberals and get up off their butts and start protesting and demanding their bishops speak out louder, it's just going to keep filtering through all 50 states. But what I would like to uh, uh, suggest to you is they have a great series called Playbook for Dictators on PBS on Wednesday evenings. They had one of the rise and fall of Saddam Hussein, and they also had last week of Mussolini. And Mussolini came before Hitler, and Hitler learned from Mussolini's t- tactics, not the other way around. But if you watch, if you could go back to PBS's repeats on online, if you watch the rise and fall of Mussolini, it is the exact same tactics that the left is using today. Exactly the same play, playbook. And tonight they got, uh, it's either 9 or 10 o'clock. They have uh, uh, the uh, Noriega, the rise and fall of Noriega, but it is such an excellent series. But if you could play back the Mussolini one, you'll see it's exactly what the left is doing today.
1: I appreciate the tip and the heads up I'm always looking for or looking for uh, examples like that because they're they're just littered throughout history you're right uh, and 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 I've read enough about Mussolini to believe a lot of what you're saying I don't have the specifics that I'm sure are covered in that documentary but um, but yeah there are examples of this kind of thing throughout history um, that we can turn to and that should be you you know there it's an old uh, 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 adage to say that, those who uh, forget history, or those who fail to learn history, are condemned to repeat it. But it's not just a, an old saying because it's it's uh, you know it's catchy. It's it's real. I'll give you another example. Right now, we have this rise of socialism in the United States. We have the rise of the American left pushing democratic socialism. Bernie Sanders ran for president and finished second in the Democrat nomination nominating process to Hillary Clinton just two years ago. Pushing socialism. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a 29-year-old cocktail waitress or bartender from outside the Bronx in a wealthier area, uh, outside the Bronx. She likes to pretend she's from the Bronx so she can give, her some, give herself some street cred. But she's 29 years old. She's as bright as a burned-out light bulb. And she is now in Congress from that district. And she is the rising star of the Democrat Party. And she is an avowed socialist. Oh, sure, she calls herself a Democrat socialist, a Democratic socialist like Sanders does. And they say that's different. There's difference between Democratic socialism and regular old socialism. That's not the same thing. That's what they try to do. But look at history. Number one, let's look at the fact that one of the uh, uh, earliest uh, uh, Soviet premiers in the 1900s, from 1917 to 1924, Vladimir Lenin declared the goal of socialism is communism. In other words, it is a step on the path to communism. How well has socialism worked for societies, cultures, countries, civilizations that have tried it. Again, those who forget their history are condemned to repeat it. Let's look at the history of socialism in this world. Just four examples, and I posted this also. This is why you need to follow me on social media, on Twitter and on Facebook. For all of their evils, uh, we can communicate with one another, and that's uh, one of the redeeming virtues of it. But, you know, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, again, the airheaded, bubble-brained, uh, 29-year-old cocktail waitress from the Bronx, or outside the Bronx, who's now in Congress, she said, quote, to me, what socialism means is to guarantee a basic level of dignity. Dignity for all, the goal of the socialists. Ask the Soviets about that when they suffered through the Soviet famine, born of socialism in 1932. How about the Chinese? The Chinese famine of 1959. The Cambodia famine of 1975. The Venezuelan famine of 2018 and 2019. Look at your history. Socialism brings death. It brings destruction. It brings societies to their knees they crumble look at your history what socialism means says Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is a basic level of dignity let's take all of the money from those who have earned it and those who have uh, who have um, been incentivized to achieve in their lives, and give it to those who have not been incentivized to achieve anything so that everybody has a basic level of dignity. Until you realize, of course, that there is no more money. Because when you take it from those who earn it, they no longer are incentivized to earn it. They can't keep it. So they join the masses just waiting for their dignified breadcrumbs. In Venezuela... They're standing over open flames with sewer rats on a skewer for their weekly, mind you, weekly meals. That's what socialism has brought Venezuela. It's going on now. You don't forget about it. I've been saying, don't forget your history. How about look around the world in your present? This is what it brings. And she's a superstar in the Democrat Party. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is favored by 74% of Democrats to be president. Fortunately, because she's only 29, she's six years shy of being eligible for the presidency. But 74% of Democrats would choose her to be president if she was eligible right now. An avowed socialist who wants to destroy the fossil fuel industry in America. Oil, natural gas, coal, gone. Green New Deal reparations for all minorities, government-run health care. We had a caller who earlier talked about how the government wants to decide on euthanasia and uh, kill the old people and so on and so It's exactly what government-run Medicare for All would be. Yeah, well, uh, we can't afford to uh, treat you, to cure you, so we'll give you some pain meds and you can go ahead and fade away on your own. I don't want really to see it in death panels and everything. But literally, the socialist policies of all government control, of means and distribution, is what they are advocating right now. They are ignoring their own history, both distant and recent. As recent as right now in Venezuela. All right, 1052. Sorry about the tangent there, but I had to get that in. It's extremely important. If you've ever... One more thing before we take our time out. If you've ever viewed or witnessed or, or uh, watched... them. Um, Uh, a Prager University video online. Go to PragerU.com, Prager University. Uh, Watch the one on socialism because it completely deconstructs the myth that democratic socialism is different than regular socialism. Socialism is socialism is socialism. socialism. And according to Lenin, who taught it, practiced it, and enforced it, it's a step to communism. Back after this on AM 1420
2: The Answer.
1: 1056, final segment of the Bob France Authority. It's a short one. Let's fill it with phone calls the best we can. Who's been sitting here? It's uh, going to be Esther in Cleveland. Esther, you're on the air. Go ahead.
2: Thanks. Three two, quick questions. Inf- influences. Uh, one is the influence of your program, even when you're not guest hosting during the month of January. I've heard five or six of your callers uh, get really good comments in, on the in, on the national level. I recognize their names and their voices. I really encourage anybody who can get through nationals to mention this the, the stations. A lot of callers across the country do mention the stations. Second is the influence. That's a great
1: idea. Of- yeah, that's a great point. I appreciate you saying that. Thank you.
2: Second one in regard to um Mr. Morrow, the influence of governmental laws they can't just storm into these uh, compounds, so some of the I've heard some people say that uh, when they do have inspections that there's plenty of notice given. Uh, that's the second one, and the third one would be God's laws that this Dr. Samuel would relate to out of the first letter to Timothy, first chapter uh, first uh, yeah, first chapter there's a good reference to consciences being seared as if with a hot iron
1: that's what i and, and esther that's thank you for the call that's exactly what i was trying to talk about you know while we talk about the faithful aspect of this we don't even need faith we don't even need the bible to understand the horror and the and the uh, uh the the brutal nature of what we are talking about it should be something that's seared into our consciences just as people whether you bring god into it or not stephanie in north olmstead next hi stephanie go ahead
3: yeah thank you for taking my call when i hear about abortion i think of this one scripture and it's John four twenty four. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. And what you have with abortion is the opposite. You have flesh and lies. And people have to understand we're in a spiritual warfare between good and evil. We have intelligent evil and intelligent um uh good battling each other. And going back one more point, Winston Churchill says war has been the history of mankind. So when are we gonna put warring? And acting like animals of the flesh. When are we all going to look up and say, we're spirits. We all deserve our place on earth.
1: Stephanie, That's thank it. you so much. God bless. I appreciate your call. Tony and Avon Lake are going to wrap it up. Tony, go ahead.
6: Hello. I uh, was thinking that in order to get this into people's consciousness, so if they'll wake up and get outraged and do what they can, and you could help with this, is to get somebody in those abortion mills with a camera. So that this can actually be seen by people,
1: there have been Tony. There have been. They are visible. You're not going to see it widespread, though. You're going to have to go to very specific places because the mainstream media does everything it can to cover up the visual nature of the graphic, brutal murder of those children. But it's there. There are photographs there of the uh, of the babies torn apart after abortion. There are videos of it happening uh, in process. Believe me, it's there. But you have to hunt for it. Thanks so much for the calls. Great show today. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye
6: bye.